0: Welcome to Rebellious Soul, a podcast about challenging the status quo while finding your true authentic self. I'm your host, Sol Garcia. Get ready because we're about to get uncomfortable. I've always felt a bit out of place, kind of like I don't quite fit in boxes that I should. But looking back, I realized much of this happened because I was an outsider, yes, but also because I purposely put myself in situations where I'm the outsider. I spent a lifetime placing myself in uncomfortable situations because of my curiosity. And I do think that deep down, I knew it would help me grow as a person, and that's why I was doing it. I'm full of flaws, so of course, I don't always grow to the degree the opportunity lends me. Uh, because of my fears or what have you. But nonetheless, it truly has been what has made the difference in my life. So with that, I wanted to put something out there to inspire others to take chances, to get uncomfortable, to be okay with sometimes being that person that's just kind of doesn't fit in and to lean in. Together, I think we can go on this journey towards becoming better humans. We need that so desperately in these times this podcast, I knew it would have to do with things, um, mm, with the idea of being outside the box, with feeling different, unsettled, uncomfortable, and having these amazing learning experiences as a result of that. Um, there's been a lot of talk about getting uncomfortable these days and it has deeply resonated with me. So let's talk about uncomfortable topics and share our inspiring and growth-filled stories. This will be painful, embarrassing, thought-provoking, funny, vulnerable and inspiring. I want all of us to go on a growth journey. I know that we aren't alone in our struggles and that we can come out of this as better humans. This is also not just me talking here. I'm planning for some great guests and some memorable conversations. I am here to learn. We're always learning, always evolving. So I'll tell you a little bit more about me. I'm from California, moved to Mexico City 4.5 years ago to work for a nonprofit. I met my hubby, got married, and I'm now pregnant at 44 years old. I am the daughter of immigrants. I'm brown and proud. I often identify as a Chicana. I studied sociology, got a BA in sociology, and an honorary life master's degree through experience in, quote, humanitarian action, quote, unquote, we can call it that. Um, And I got that through spending roughly eight years of my life overseeing and helping to fund humanitarian projects and international work, mainly in Kenya, Um, through doing maybe I would say over 12 years uh, of work as a social worker in Los Angeles and 20 years of work, maybe more than 20 now, but I would say 20 years of work with nonprofits focusing on vulnerable communities in the US, in Kenya, India, and now in Mexico. After seeing that I had built a career of working through the nonprofit sector, I decided to eventually return to school in my mid 30s uh, to get a graduate certificate in nonprofit management. I'm proud to say that I was one in three students in my cohort to only get the graduate certificate in nonprofit management and not go on to get the master's degree in public administration. Had I stuck around and continued, I would have gotten that master's. But that was never my plan. Um, Basically, I have like half a master's officially, a graduate certificate and a BA. But I've lived such a colorful life on my own terms and I'm very proud. I'm very proud of of what I've been able to do, not for any titles, but more because it was on my terms and I didn't go in crazy debt. I think um, that the info I shared, just that alone will tell you that I can be rebellious. I have hated being boxed in, doing something or doing something for a title, um the past titles or categories, uh, people that have tried to put me in, have been among the following, good Christian girl, the black sheep, liberal, conservative, too independent, too opinionated, too American, too Mexican, too single, too stubborn, too strong. I've heard all of that, all of that throughout my life. Um, and I think I have made people feel uncomfortable, which I'm okay with. Um, so we can rewind. Let's rewind a little. And I'll talk about a bit about my childhood. Um, When I was a kid, my mom would always dress me up in these dresses, tights, pigtails, and I absolutely hated it. I hated the role, and I was just, I mean, I I could remember it to this day how uncomfortable those tights were. I would take the pigtails off every day, and it felt amazing. I would massage my head, and I just felt like myself again. To this day, I'm very low maintenance. I can get ready in five minutes flat. Um, And I know it has to do with that. I had two brothers growing up and I was the youngest. One might say that I was spoiled, but I disagree 100%. So if my brothers are listening, you need to just be quiet. You're not on this podcast right now. But my siblings always got to do these cool things because they were boys and they were much more, I don't know, they were just, they were more agile also because they were older. And so I would kind of just drag along with them because my parents always told them that they had to take me along. So you could tell they were annoyed by that. And I was annoyed with feeling like I was in the way. Um, But eventually I really started to rebel and I didn't even want to drag along anymore. I just wanted to be my own person. I was an average student. I had phases where I was a tomboy and I used my brother's clothes, which I hated. And I just wanted to go against the status quo, whatever that was. Uh, My oldest brother, poor thing, Um, he was very much into sports, uh, and he knew every single thing about sports. And he tried his best to make me a professional volleyball player. I played one year in junior high, I think, and to his disappointment, I stopped. Uh, I played basketball at the Boys and Girls Club. I was so bored. I stopped. Then I started high school. I was an average C student, whatever, bored and kind of funny. Kids thought I was funny, so that was nice. And my brother just thought that I was going to go into high school and be a soccer player or a softball player. And I just, no, I didn't want to. I had no clue what other extracurricular activities I would do other than just get by high school with a C. Um, So eventually I joined Peer Helpers and that's where I started to get a clue about who I was and what I wanted to do, and what filled me and my future. I really wanted to be a part of the solution to things. Um, And later on in life, I identified with wanting to be a part of the solution to the world's problems. And I wanted to do that in a way where I got my hands dirty. I wanted to talk and meet others, hear stories and learn from them. My mom had a big role in all of this. We all volunteered as a family since we were young. We were low income, but we would do various events at our local church to give back. It was insanely boring at first and then one day it just clicked and I saw the joy in it and it just became a big piece of the puzzle of you know who I eventually am today. Uh, Culturally, I was always proud, very, very proud to be from a Mexican family. Our parents raised us to know the struggles of them coming to the U.S. and complaining was not allowed at all. Uh, My mom would say, Que guest jeans ni que guest jeans, because I wanted my guest jeans in high school. And she said, you know what that cost? When I was a kid, I would clean homes and I got paid with a used pair of shoes. So no, I don't think so with your damn guest jeans. So that was enough, even though I still wanted them secretly to be a cool girl with the guest jeans in high school. I understood and I respected their journey. Um, something else that I really remember at home was that uh, my parents would. I remember one day we were in the kitchen and my parents would say, <laughs> you know, serve your brothers. And my mom would say, you know, make sure you give your brother this and you give your brother that and uh, things like that. And um, I, I rebelled against that. And I would tell my parents, um, okay, I'm going to serve them today. I'll give them the dinner or what have you, but they're going to serve me tomorrow. I've always been very, very much about fairness and equity. And my parents, Bless their hearts, like they actually got it and they understood it. My mom became a social worker later in life, and my dad, well, he named my brother after Che Guevara, so we know that, you know, he's just very much. He understood this whole like justice thing. It was kind of cool, but it wasn't that easy when I was younger. But it it, it worked out. So as a Mexican American, while proud, I honestly never felt like I fit 100% in the US. And when I went to Mexico to visit my family every year for the summer, I didn't feel like I fit in there either. I loved going, but I would often get made fun of because of my accent. Uh, It was good for me then at the end of the day because it was an incentive to continue speaking and learning Spanish. But still, I didn't feel like I quite fit in. And in the US, I was naturally always inclined to have a diverse group of friends. I didn't stick with any one group. Depending on when you met me, I would have been the kid having sleepovers with white kids one weekend, with black kids another weekend. Then I'd go to folklorico classes on the weekend and hang with the Mexicans. I felt most at home with everyone, though, at once. I hated choosing a group I had to belong to, and I still do. When I eventually transitioned to university life, I started taking Chicano studies courses, and that was life-changing. That helped me to really put together this whole idea of being a first generation American, of this whole ties that I, the ties that I had with my Mexican family and now as an American with more of an American accent. It just, things just made sense. But I have to say my poor, poor parents, I did a lot of things that were not appropriate for my times. And I know that I threw them off for sure. I moved out of my home when I was 20. That was over 20 years ago. You just don't do that when you're in an immigrant Mexican family, especially 20 years ago, unless you're getting married or you've got this full scholarship at a university, none of which was what I was doing. I did many things that maybe today are no big deal, but back then they gave a lot of people a lot of things to talk about. I was the first in my family to show up with a Black boyfriend at the barbecue. I, you know, my best friend was black and at one point I stopped practicing Catholicism and went to a black church. Then I pierced my eyebrow, got a tattoo, started becoming super involved in a multicultural church in Hollywood that my parents thought was a cult. So all that stuff totally, there's nothing wrong with any of what I just said. And it's so normal now for so many people. But back then with my family, it was just my immediate and extended family. It was just Knew it was different. It was going against the grain and not at all what they expected. And then when I turned 30, when everyone was saying, se te va el tren, the clock is ticking and you got to get married and have babies. You're 30, you're Mexican. What's wrong with you? I decided to travel. 10 years of hardcore traveling later, I moved to Mexico City and got married at 41. I think at that point, at 40, everyone had just given up on me. Like, she's just, who knows what she's going to do next um and that's a quick a quick quick kind like of like background on my life before i continue i really want to pause and thank i am music group for their support with helping me start my own podcast i love all that you stand for and your approach to making a difference while using your individual gifts as creative humans i love you guys i'm so honored to be part of this team and i want to conclude Um, My podcast and by saying that I feel like nonprofit work, living in another country, struggling with identity, feeling left out and different while ironically finding peace in living with purpose, fighting for justice, seeking diversity, serving. I think all of that gives me so much to talk about and to continue seeking answers to. In my heart of hearts, my intent here is to build bridges. My intent has always been to build bridges, even if I have failed because I have so many times at doing that with my passion. I finished my first podcast. Please be patient as I get the hang of it. Keep in mind that I'm pregnant and minutes after I submit this, I will remind myself to submit it and then remember that I already did. Think of me as someone with great content to share who's also kind of losing her mind I'm sure it will get interesting. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks again for tuning into Rebellion Soul. You can find me on Twitter at Sol underscore Garcia. That's S-O-L underscore G-A-R-C-I-A. And on Instagram at Sol Sunny Sol. That's S-O-L-S-U-N-N-Y-S-O-L. Until next time.